Hi, GGB gang. This is Ange and Ari, and we have a question for you guys. Do you want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one so easily, and then you can distribute it everywhere and even earn money. All in one place, for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer, so no matter what your setup's like, whether you're at home or at in the studio, you can start creating today. Then, you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since we discovered Spotify for Podcasters, you guys, it has changed the game. I mean, we're able to do video podcasts without just having to do audio podcasts. And we're able to do Q&As and polls at the end. And it has just brought us so close to you guys and really created a community feel. So we really recommend that you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com podcasters to get started. We love you. God bless you. Hi, Hi, besties. God bless you. Jesus be with you. Welcome to another episode of Girls, Girls Gone, Gone Bible. Bible. Before we start, all right, I have a question. Um, what? Which woman in the Bible do you think you're most like? <laughs> I know. You're like the woman at the well. She right? had five husbands. warfare this morning listen to this so we wake up this morning i say ours last night and we wake up being tagged multiple times we don't even like read the comments we'll get into that another time but like we barely we try not to read stuff because sometimes it's a little bit discouraging but we wake up to this video that this guy made and it was like calling us jezebels and he was going hard about us for a second and typically we can try and laugh at it but for some reason this morning we were (laughs) We got in our heads a little bit, and we were just overthinking a little bit, and and we were both like trying to not say what we were feeling and being like, "No, it's fine. No, I don't care. Good. I don't care." And then we opened Jesus's Jesus's we opened Jesus's calling. calling and read what we read. I couldn't believe it because he always comes through. It's always. So it says, "Relax in my peaceful presence." Do not bring performance pressures into our sacred space of communion. When you are with someone you trust completely, you feel free to be yourself. This is the one of the joys of true friendship. Though I am Lord of Lords and King of Kings, I also desire to be your intimate friend. When you are tense or pretentious in our relationship, I feel hurt. I know the worst about you, but I also see the best in you. I long for you to trust me enough to be fully yourself with me. When you are real with me, I am able to bring out the best in you, the very gifts I had planted in your soul. Relax and enjoy our friendship. I couldn't believe when you we, we both started that. crying. We both started crying and we're like, Greg, oh. Like he's so right. He's so right. Anyways, guys, what's up? We love you so much. Um, should we mention that? W- what the ranking on spotify or is that stupid yeah so we saw this morning no we saw last night that we're top 10 in the united states right now number religious uh podcast on religious and spiritual podcasts on spotify and i literally just start dying laughing i go why (laughs) how we don't even have an intro song we don't even have like we don't even we don't need like that just goes to show that we truly from the bottom of my our hearts like had no idea that this was going to be anything and we love you guys Thank so you much so every much. single person who watches and says nice things like you don't know how helpful it is in our hearts so god bless you what are we talking about today one two three sobriety, sobriety. so um so First, we have a lot to talk about about sobriety. Um, we talked about mental health the last time, and they kind of go a little bit hand, hand in hand. hand. It's yeah. you know a heavy topic, again. But I'm sober. Ari's not, but you know she has her own stance on 
drugs, alcohol, substances, sobriety, I have a, clearly a pretty hard stance about it. Um, but also I come from a place of completely understanding wherever you might be in your walk with it, because trust me, I've been there. Wherever you were, trust me. Um, I think we want to read from Romans 5 today. Before we start, Romans 5 is kind of about like, I love, uh, Romans is my favorite book in the Bible, but Romans chapter 5 is kind of about like the great benefits that we get from being like in communion with God. Um, he, we have peace with him, like even though we are sinners, even though we mess up and we have like all the reason in the world to not live in perfect peace, we're able to access that through our relationship with Jesus. And it's just so cool, and I love him. All right. It's so cool. Go. So uh, Romans chapter 5, faith triumphs in trouble. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, which means sufferings and hard times knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope mm -hmm. now hope does not disappoint because the love of god has been poured out into our hearts by the holy spirit who was given to us yeah. we're going to go a little bit uh to christ in our place verse six for when we were still without strength in due time christ died for the ungodly for scarcely for a righteous man will one die Yet perhaps for a good man, someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more having been reconcil reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Hmm. And I want to go to um, death in Adam, life in Christ, verse 12. Therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men because all sinned, for until the law, for, for until the law, sin was in the world, but sin was not imputed when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over to those who had not sinned according to the likeness of the transgression of Adam, who is a type of him who was to come. So you have to remember that like you, because we are born after Adam in his bloodline, we are sinners from birth as babies. Even if you've never actually sinned, you're still a sinner. And that's yeah. why thank you, Jesus. But the free gift is not like the offense. For if by the one man's offense many died, much more by the grace of God and the gift by grace of the one man Jesus Christ abounded to many. And the gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned. For the judgment which came from one offense resulted in condemnation, but the free gift which came from many offenses resulted in justification. We are justified mm. through Jesus. For if by the one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. Mm. So just remember this, grace abounded much more. Sobriety, uh, alcohol, addiction, drugs, like it is such a messy thing. But just remember the grace that we've been given by God through your mess, through the issues, through the addiction, um, and through the wrestle that you might be having with stuff like this. Mm. So, where should we start? I think we should get right into your sobriety. Um, I know that you've touched a lot upon it, but yeah. I think going a little bit deeper will help a lot of people. Yeah. Um, your story is extremely beautiful and seeing where you are now in your life I think it's just incredible yeah um, thanks babe. yeah I I think we should start by saying that before I get into how hard it was yeah where I am now like sobriety is the easiest thing of my life it's not even a question in my life so I just want to say that like you can get to a place where um it could be so you're in such agreement with sobriety that it, it, it can be easy for you and not 
and not be something that's like so scary and daunting like I have to be sober for my whole life for mm -hmm. the rest of my life like that I think that's what's really discouraging to people with it is because it just sounds so much and so heavy mm -hmm. um but you get used to everything so let's start with I used to work bottle service mm -hmm. um I was I started you know cat drinking with friends I when I was in high school that's mm -hmm. where it started I wouldn't say I had a problem but I was a big drinker I loved it like I never needed drugs I never needed weed like nothing like alcohol was my kryptonite I loved it I loved tequila um did and you realize that when you started working in the um bottle service industry I knew since I was young that like I really liked alcohol yeah and I knew I didn't know that it was a problem, but I, I could tell that I liked it more some, more than some of my friends did. But I was never doing, especially back then, I was never doing worse than what the people around me were. That's why it's so careful, uh, so important to be careful who you're surrounded by because you will become like them. And if everyone else is acting a certain way, you're going to think it's okay to act that way. Mm -hmm. um, but it was when I started working bottle service is that it became like so in engraved like in my life like yeah. it, I, I it was around it five nights a week so I was drinking five nights a week um my hangover started to get so bad and it's I started to so that's also why I started experiencing so much anxiety like my hangovers you know anxiety like I was having yeah. do you get hangover anxiety um when even if I have a glass of if especially if you're going through something yeah that's when you really shouldn't even have a glass of wine and it's so fun yeah and society tells you like that's the time where you should drink to yeah. like get over it but yeah. it's just the absolute worst yeah. um yeah i just because i've never really noticed that in you i've never i don't think i i've never seen you hungover have i no because i don't get drunk you don't drink yeah or you drink but like you don't get drunk ever i've never seen her yeah. drunk ever yeah. um we always act like we're drunk like, <laughs> like we literally remember we were out one night and they were like how drunk are you guys i'm like we're drunk on life That's literally are so sober i know because and and i wasn't always like that so i um so i started having such bad hangover anxiety that like i someone had said to me one time well you know the best way to get over a hangover right and i said what and they said you just start drinking again wow. i was done from that moment i was like in the Does morning work i mean i Does it? well Is yeah it if you start getting vodka? well if you start getting drunk again like yeah you're not gonna feel your hangover make you feel more sick it doesn't so i never felt like sick i felt anxious mm. and it would take the edge off from mm -hmm. the hangover anxiety okay. i think there are some people who i know are like i'll throw up at the thought of that and then there are some people who are like Th that's what I need. That's how a lot of people become alcoholics is they start like that's how they go on benders because yeah. they feel so awful from the night before they start drinking again. Yeah. And that's what happened to me. I was like, this is my cure. I So if I was hungover at all, I just have a little drink the next day. Yeah. And that turned into becoming emotionally dependent on it and physically dependent on it. And so I like couldn't. I got to a point and it's it's so weird to talk about because like nobody my mom will tell you if you ask her she'll be like I had no idea she had no idea that I had a problem the, oh, there's only one person that knew I had a problem and it was my boyfriend at the time because we like he was the closest person to me he saw everything every single one of my friends told me don't stop drinking that's so weird it's so excessive like take a month off like and I was like no guys I don't feel good like this is I really gotta are they still your friends no Who's your friend? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> no, that that actually, yeah. I. That's another thing too. You you really start to um, you see who your real friends are, not in a bad way at all, but you realize like, oh, I have literally nothing in common with these people. Yeah. Not in a bad way. There's nothing you know wrong. It's just what are we gonna do? Like they're drinking and I'm not. Like well, you know. And why are you laughing? Because I'm thinking, <laughs> yeah, I know what you're thinking because you dwell. And you're like, no, it's not in a bad way. Like, if you're watching, like, I still <laughs> love you, you know? <laughs> no, but it really is. Oh, I thought you were saying because you're my only friend. Because you want to be my only friend. Um, so, I, where was I? Um, you were saying. Thank God we're not having a heart attack on the days we're filming anymore. I feel so much better. Me too. All right, go ahead. So, keep going. Sorry. And then, um. 
so then I started so it was really only me that knew how bad it really was I mean I couldn't go my body so there's something called like an allergy to alcohol and they they talk about it in like the 12 sub programs that like some people like they just their body processes it differently like they have an allergy to it you can have a drink and you can have two sips and be like i don't even want this anymore yeah there is no way on planet earth that i could have a whole drink in front of me and not finish it wow you know yeah there's no way that we can go out for a couple and i'm like not wanting more after two yeah you know it's like one is too many and 12 is not enough and so that's just the way my brain works yeah. and I, it took me I didn't know that at first I didn't know I knew there was an issue because I knew I was like why is it that all my friends want to go like you know get breakfast the next day and I want to keep drinking wow. um and it's not that I was ever sloppy it's not that I was ever too much like it, that's why I got away with it for so long I mean I I would say it was really bad. I think it started to get kind of bad where I was excessively, like, drinking often for about two years. I think maybe when I was, like, 21. Mm -hmm. And then I got sober when I was 23. And then about, like, the last six months, it was, like, I was struggling to function. I was not well. You could see it on me. I was not looking. I was not, you know, I was... Yeah. So when you hit your rock bottom, when like how did that all happen to where you were like, okay, I'm gonna get sober. This is so personal, and I. Okay, I mean, so because there is a story about like the day that I stopped drinking. It's just, so I it was Thanksgiving, two thousand and nine. No. Yeah, 2019. I look at 2019, even the name of it is like so dark Mm -hmm. because that was the darkest period of my whole life. I was literally like not even a human. I was so consumed by alcohol. Like talk about demonic oppression. I was bound to alcohol. Like I, it was, it's weird. It's really scary. Yeah. Um, It's the only thing that, that's why like your relationships and stuff suffer because it's all it consumes you it's like all you think about it addiction is the scare it's the worst thing in the world mm. um it has you acting in ways that you would never otherwise act it completely changes who you are and like yeah it's 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 rough but so thanksgiving 2019 i um i was in a relationship and I mean this guy is like he's like a guardian angel for me literally he's one he's still one of my good friends he uh we were going to his family's house for Thanksgiving and I knew that they didn't drink so there was going to be no alcohol at this Thanksgiving family party Mm -hmm. so I brought like a little thing of tequila in my bag in my purse and before then i had already tried doing the like um you know only have two or uh only drink beer or wine or like you know like i feel like people who are struggling with alcohol do those things to try and slow it down but it doesn't actually work it's like all or nothing unless you can but a lot of the time you can't i know i couldn't um it didn't matter what i was drinking i was gonna drink everything that was there whatever um and then so it's I bring tequila in my purse to Thanksgiving and like I guess I thought I was being like slick about it going to the bathroom and my ex Jake is like he's so smart he was like hi what are you going to the bathroom for and I was like I I I don't know and eventually he like followed me at one point and he just opens my bag and I'm like what are you doing and he's like like this like is this alcohol and I go no and he's like yeah it is <laughs> and i know water bottle? it wasn't a water bottle like it was i was so <laughs> so you. stupid and um that day so we were with his family it was like it was insane it was it was wild it was i mean he's such a good such a great person he was just very quiet about it he's like you know we'll talk did you and end then, up take taking a swig of it no he took it from me <laughs> <He> took it. <laughs> he took it. and then he was like um he was like when we got home that night he and this is a guy who like he literally he loved me so much and and he looked me dead in my eyes and this is how god if he trusts you like he'll use people to get through you and i know he that's how he speaks to me all the time is through the people that i he knows love me and have my best interest Mm -hmm. he looks me in the eyes and goes i'm done 
he's like if you don't stop right now today we're done I'm done I don't care how much I love you I can't watch you do this and it changed me forever wow that was the last time I was I remember I was wearing these like polka dot pajamas I had mascara down my face I literally go what if I'm not cute anymore <laughs> what if I'm not fun who am I, I and I gen and he literally looks at me and goes you're gonna be a lot cuter when you're not yeah. drinking like but these are the qu- like musicians like uh a lot of the time they don't want to stop drinking or get sober because they think that their um like lyrics aren't going to be as good or their songs they're not going to have the inspiration comedians don't want to get sober because they they think they're not going to be funny anymore it happens a lot i genuinely thought that i was cuter that way than i would be like it's just the things that the enemy does to try and convince you that what you're doing is right and it's not yeah so what do you so after that day what was the process to sobriety like what were the steps that you had to take in order to never look back yeah so that night so i i just want to say that like i didn't join any type of program i oh you didn't go to no, aa i didn't okay. go to aa i didn't do um i didn't do therapy i didn't do anything that's why i know it was me and jesus like he had been pursuing me before that i could tell because i i started being like interested and Hear, listening to worship music and stuff like that like it was a gradual process and and my pa- soccer my pastor would pray for me every single day and I would pray for myself whatever I'd go to church every day and sit there and be like can you I can you heal me from this because it's not it's not right and then so after that day I didn't say that I was gonna be sober for the rest of my life I said that like I was gonna take a break for a month that's what I said I said I'll stop for a month and see and just see whatever the first few days and we had a question right that said have you ever had withdrawals yes yeah did yeah. you have withdrawals uh the answer is yeah alcohol withdrawals <clears throat> if you've never experienced something like it are so i don't even know how to explain it. i wish i like journal during that time because i'm so far from it that i almost I, I wish that i could remember that pain to just even implement it even more that like don't ever even think about it but um I was having withdrawals withdrawals are like you I mean they're so serious that you can have a seizure from withdrawals it's really bad um I was I thought I was gonna die I was in bed for days I felt like I was gonna die I was sweating I was scared I was anxious I was having chills I was having you know it was do you know withdrawals have you oh absolutely yeah. No, I've never had it, but I I grew up watching it. So yeah, yeah it's brutal. It's, it's uh, yeah. You can and, yeah. Go ahead. No, you can die from it if mm-hmm. withdraw, especially with the with the drugs and stuff. Yeah, I know, and like Xanax withdrawals that you can really really get messed up from. Um, so yeah, withdrawals were awful. That should be enough to to help you see that you should never go back to something, especially if you've beat it the first time. It's how many days were your withdrawals before you got to the other side of that i mean the bad withdrawals were for like four days three four days um progressively better each day Mm -hmm. but i will say like i was not right i was in a fog for almost a year wow i didn't i was in survival mode i was having all those things that we talked about last time like the derealization depersonalization um I was in I was like a shell of a person I was not myself I couldn't focus on anything I do you feel like you put your identity into alcohol like that was kind of your identity you were you know more fun you had more of a personality that's what you had in your head when you would go out and drink like that's I know that's what a lot of people do they feel like they can't be sociable if they don't have some alcohol in their system a hundred percent that's how I got towards the end where I felt like I I did so it's so funny that you say that because I have been a very social person my whole life when I started drinking heavily I started saying that like I'm such an introvert. I can't be social unless I have alcohol. It wasn't true Which at is all. Crazy. To I know. Me, like you are the most outgoing person I've ever met. I'm telling you, it was just so. It's just all lies, yeah. lies, lies, lies. Yeah. That the enemy puts in your head, and you come into agreement, and then you believe them. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't say that. Like I had, because some people drink 
oh like solely because they want to be social i had like a physical dependency on it like it could have just been me and the alcohol and it didn't matter like i had the spirit of addiction that just i that's what i wanted you know yeah um but yeah so it took it took a while and then i mean it's truly only by the grace of god i swear because i i'm I, I, the first month especially, I didn't know if I was going to, it was so rocky that every day I was just like, as long as I s- stay today not drinking because I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Uh, you, like basically every day was rocky, but I, I like that you didn't say, oh, I'm never drinking again. That's it. Yeah. I feel like those small little victories of being like, today I'm going to do my best and that's all I can do today because I think that's important for people to know, like do your best in that day. Don't worry about tomorrow, the past or the future i think that's a great point that you made there that's so true yeah yeah because it's it's too daunting to be like i from right now to the rest of my life i'm gonna be sober if i said that in the beginning i would have lost my mind i wouldn't have done it yeah i was just like today and then so i said okay i'll go a month and then you instantly start to see the benefits of not drinking when you're not drinking like it's so monumental and it's so quick too that i was just like even after a month i was like and I'm like, not only did I feel better, like, I mean, you can't even compare it. I, my energy levels, my anxiety subsided. Um, my sleep was so much better. You, I had insomnia before. No, I didn't. I was treating my body like crap. Like I did not. And this is another thing too about, how do I go about this? Like mental health and, and the way that we feel, we're like, we'll, co- we'll just immediately be like, I have this. And this is just what I have. It's it's uh, it's an imbalance, and mm-hmm. it's how I'm supposed to be. So I need to take this and this. Yeah. What are you doing in your life? And this is something that I had to ask myself. What are you doing in your life that could be contributing to how you're feeling? What are you eating? What are you drinking? Yeah. What are you watching? Yeah. If you're drinking alcohol every day, I'm sorry to tell you, that's probably why you're so anxious. That's probably why you're depressed. Yeah. And I'm not saying that there's no way you have any other issue, but like you need to eliminate every factor first before deciding that you have this thing and that that's the way it is. And and you you just have to deal with it. Yeah. You know, I I felt so much better. And honestly, for vanity reasons, I was like, you, I, you look so much better. (laughs) That's enough to keep me sober because it's just like you, it destroys you and you wear it on your face. Absolutely. Like, and you wear it on your body. And it's not just about because you look prettier. Come on. Like you, 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 it really, it shows like you can tell that glow from not using substances is so worth it. Absolutely. And this is another thing too about like, um, this is another thing that I noticed because you know how when we're kids, everything in life is like so fun and so beautiful and magical. And as you get older, we say that that starts to go away a little bit. It starts to diminish that uh, the beauty of life, the magic of life. I'm telling you, I experience natural euphoria on a daily basis because I'm not being artificially stimulated by anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I can be going to the grocery store on a Tuesday morning truly as if I'm, like, on drugs because I, that's, I'm so elated by life, by being alive. And, like, those and, – and I can say that because I, I did come to a place where I – nothing was fun for me. Mm-hmm. Nothing was fun. I wasn't happy. Everything was boring. People were boring. I didn't enjoy anything unless I was drinking. Now – I could literally sit in the corner twiddling my thumbs and have the time of my life. Yeah. And it's truly because I don't drink. Yeah, it's true. Um, wow. It's worth it. It's really, really worth it. Yeah. And what Angie said, too, about, you know, it's not even about just drinking. I mean, anything that can cloud your judgment or ability to make decisions, mm-hmm. you're under the influence Ever, ever since social media came out, there's more suicide. The suicide ratings went up more than ever. So, you know, or if you're in a new rela- a relationship and you put your value in them, you're under the influence. Yeah. You know? Wow, that's so true. Um, so you have to be really careful. Um, with social media, I feel like, 
think about influencers. Mm-hmm. Like we look at them and we want to wear what they're wearing and we're do what they're doing. The yeah. Wow. So we're under the influence. So we really have to be careful with all that. That is so, that is so, so true. Um, I know it's not even drugs and alcohol. It's uh, what, what influence are you under? Yeah. And go ahead. Well, I was going to say that's why also it's so important if you're in a space right now where I know for a lot of women, even men, like they're alone right now. They're in a season of loneliness. And it's like God would never put you in a position where you're not supposed to be in. So if you're in a season of loneliness and you are you have no one, be thankful for that. Mm. He's putting you there because he's equipped in you to be on your own so that when you are in a relationship, you won't be clouded with ju- you won't be clouded with being under the influence and you can actually be healthy yeah so true and clear and clear wow wow yeah. wow and like so much of your own person that being influenced by somebody else won't won't affect that because you're so solid in who you are yeah i love that you say that about influence because you know how we always talk about how like the enemy doesn't have power he doesn't have power and people are like well if he doesn't have power then how does he do things and i think he doesn't have power but he has influence he's able to influence our thoughts he's able to throw darts and throw arrows and arrows and and plant seeds and all that but the thing about the enemy is that the enemy the only time he has power is when the enemy meets our flesh and we give him that power yeah otherwise he doesn't we he he does half the work and the only reason that it can come to fruition whatever he wants is when we meet him there yeah and do it for him yeah and so that's why it's so important to like hold yourself accountable and be like because like I know I love blaming things on the devil I really do and then it's really I have to and I I do a good job of keeping myself accountable accountable and being like well what did I do here to to allow this to happen because it's not just him yeah I'm out here doing the devil's work for him sometimes yeah even worldly things like our careers oh we could be under the influence with that too I know I was that's all I could think about oh was money in my career and why aren't I getting this job and what do I do and I it's I wasn't sober-minded. A hundred percent. So, yeah, that's a big one too. Um, I I have Thessalonians five verse six to eight. So then, let us not be like others who are asleep, but let us be awake and sober. For those who sleep sleep at night, and those who get drunk get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, putting on faith and love as a breastplate and the hope of salvation as a helmet. I know they're not like literally meaning just be sober from alcohol and drugs, but I think being sober minded and alert and aware is so crucial to like you guys, you know, not to make it so heavy again, but we're in a constant spiritual battle and and you let down your guard for even just a second. You let the enemy in there. Mm -hmm. I know this is a thing, but like, you know, they're called spirits for a reason. I really believe that when you're under the influence and especially if you're blacked out, you have no armor for you like you are just a host for anything and anyone to get in there can go in there and and take and do what they want with you i have seen many people in the past couple years commit suicide and every single one of them were under the influence Mm -hmm. so if you're already battling with mental illness right now the worst thing you can do is have a drink or take the pills it's 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 awful like it's I can't even believe it I know and listen we're coming from a place too of like we are not some like church girls who have never seen anything or been around anything trust me we've seen it we've been there I've done some like I I've I've been there so we're not telling you this by being like oh you gotta be a good kid no we're being like this is your life we're talking about like it's so serious and you have to treat it like it's serious because you get caught up so quickly like I know for me I never thought I was going to be in a position where I had to get sober I truly was so arrogant that I thought I am way too smart for anything like that to ever happen Mm -hmm. to me and then all of a sudden you f around and find out and all of a sudden you're in a (laughs) okay (laughs) you and then all it's true like you you get caught up and then you're doing things that you didn't mean to do and and it happens quickly you have to be careful with that stuff yeah and another thing i want to touch on and i don't care if we're the most two most annoying girls on the internet and we're debbie downer party poopers i want to talk about weed marijuana all right 
we live in a culture that pushes weed so hard on people and i'm not saying don't if you smoke you're you know you're gonna go to hell by any means but i just want you to like be honest with yourself and this is not coming this is coming with truly no judgment i genuinely want you to ask yourself is weed doing anything good for your life is it like if you say that it's it's easing your anxiety okay i understand that is it getting to the root of the issue it's not because if you're masking something and that's what it is, it is masking it, you're not getting to the root of the issue. And anyone who says weed is just great for everyone and it should be, thank God it's legal because it's so good for everyone. We have it on every corner here in L.A. I know people who've gone into psychosis from weed. Multiple, actually. And I also know people who have given up on their dreams after starting to smoke weed. Yeah. And who sit inside all day and like, you know, don't do anything because they're so because weed makes you so complacent and comfortable in whatever you're doing. The you only know? time I'll I'll say that it's OK is if you are battling with cancer. Yeah. I mean, listen, there's 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 things like that where obviously it's not a one size fits all anything. And and there are times where, you know, medicinal marijuana, like maybe I don't know. I, I'm not a doc. I'm just saying. These are my thoughts, and, and it's really scary to come on here and have an opinion, especially because, like, nobody lets you have an opinion these days. But I think it's important to say it because it's, I believe, what the truth is. So so basically what you're saying is you don't celebrate 420. I don't celebrate 420. Right, whatever. It is the month of Easter, so I like <laughs> it. Um, um, what else? So, yeah, like Andrew was saying, we aren't you know we're not little proper church girls like we get in the comments we've been through some real hard stuff i mean for me i grew i didn't grow up in a cookie cutter town i grew up seeing people literally shoot heroin in their arms like on the side of the street whoa boston's crazy (laughs) (laughs) it's crazy out there in boston it's funny sorry it's it's, It's definitely not funny it's really dark stuff yeah um i've seen a lot i've seen i've lost half of my high school to drugs and alcohol so I think growing up seeing that I went the other way yeah I was like I never want to touch that I never want to go near that and also drinking isn't cool I'm like why why is this cool like when we go out and I see everyone around me not in control of their Mm -hmm. self or their thoughts I'm like like you look like an idiot like, you don't look cool. Like, this is... Honestly, I want anyone who's listening, all right, we're your big sisters or maybe your little sisters. <laughs> we just want to tell you, from us, take it from us, the coolest thing that you cannot do or the coolest thing that you can do is not drink. Yeah. I am so proud to not drink. I honestly... Like, when I first stopped drinking, it was really hard. It was really awkward. I hated having to tell people and go through the story. And yeah. nobody lets you either. That's what's funny is people are so, like, they don't they don't take it lightly when you tell them that you don't drink. Yeah. Anyone who asks me, if I say I'm not drinking, they go, why? Why? Blah, blah, blah. And like, yeah. they'll go hard. And then I just go, three years. Yeah. And they go, oh, good for you like you people won't accept it unless you have a legitimate problem apparently so i do tell people when they for if they're trying to take a break from drinking i tell them tell people you're sober tell them three years sober and and they'll like shut up about it but here's the thing i think and i was talking to angie about this i go out to dinner with my girlfriends all the time i love to have a glass of wine Mm -hmm. but you have to sit with yourself and say, can I have this glass of wine? For me, I don't have that addictive personality. I can have one sip of wine and be done. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't. So you, I think it's about can you have balance in your life? Can you have that glass of wine? If you have that addictive personality and you know you can, are you going through such a hard time? Just know that you can't do that. So true. Because I'm telling you, it's not worth it. I have seen so many people, like I said just a couple minutes ago, committing suicide. It clouds your judgment. It's 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 there's nothing good that comes from alcohol. I nothing. Agree. Or right. drugs. We're talking about drugs here too. The mm-hmm. pills, the all that. Um and for me, alcohol really dulled my spirit. 
like it truly dulled my spirit i had no spiritual life whatsoever it was cloudy i certainly couldn't hear god like it creates a massive disconnect from from us and from god like he did not create us to be reliant on anything other than him and his love and i what do you think about people saying that they need to do Mm. psychedelics to like have a spiritual experience oh well i will just say my girlfriend did it and she literally she thought it was going to change her life Mm -hmm. and she called me and she said ariel i saw flaming devils (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i don't i honestly don't believe in it i Uh, this this is the thing i don't know it's i've talked to some people it's it's helped them i personally i don't believe in it (laughs) the thing about doing psychedelics to have this is what i think if you need drugs to have a profound spiritual experience your spirit's in bad shape Mm. we have profound spiritual experiences every day yeah because we have profound experiences all all the time Yeah. yeah and i just i think i get it i i completely understand the you know the desire and the interest take what you want i'm not i i don't want to be the annoying person who's like don't do anything but don't do anything <laughs> like yeah, just I, don't it's I not worth it i i hear you you can have these awakenings What are you being awakened to, though? That's the problem. I don't... Because, okay, I'm just going to say it. Please, for the love of God, don't take any disrespect to anyone because I mean it from the goodness of my heart. I've never seen anyone who got involved with psychedelics, like, live a good Good life. life. I know. Or 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 have anything like... Me too. Like, things get weird, and they get weird. And, like, their brain gets weird. I've never seen it and been like, wow, this person's going to succeed in life because of this. If you want to have a spiritual awakening... You can do it through Jesus. Eat the word. Eat the word. So, yeah. Eat the word. <laughs> Truly. Come on, man. Eat the go, gospel, John. Go in the pews. Yeah, seriously. Like, I don't know. Don't I just... Don't Sister Anne. <laughs> <laughs> I, like... No. I, yeah. And I... I'm just I'm so we gonna get some heat for this you know what <laughs> if if it's the ones who get it get it and the ones who don't don't and if and if you're sitting here being like you guys are stupid whatever whatever you know Jesus loves you anyways and you should still read the Bible if you don't agree it is what it is but I'm I'm talking from experience again these aren't people who've never done anything in their life and are just speaking because this is what the Bible says to do we've done everything and we're telling you that it's it's not it's not cool over there it's really not Listen, I understand, like, people are suffering right now. Yeah. Mentally. Like, it's it's no joke. Like, I see it every day, especially from back where I'm from. People are struggling mm-hmm. mentally. They don't know what to do. They, they're looking for an escape. They want some sort of awakening. They want to be okay again. They just want to be better. Mm-hmm. They want to see things clearly. People can't see straight. Yeah. Um, so... We understand. I mean, I definitely understand. Um, Okay, and thank you for saying that because I think we've been talking about, we've been talking from the perspective of, like, people who, you know, think doing drugs and stuff is cool and it's fun. But we should touch on the fact that a lot of people don't do it because they think it's fun. They do it because they have no other choice. Yeah, people are hurting and yeah. and I and I see it all the time and then and then they then they start the drugs and then they get addicted to it. And then they wake up and then their mind is still a mess, but they have to keep doing it cuz now they're addicted to it. Yeah. And I it's know. like and that's the that's the start of a downhill life. Yeah, and a, and 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 it's a vicious cycle. It's a vicious cycle and nothing good comes out of it. Nothing. Um, I like, I, when I was, I remember when I was in the thick of my drinking and I was struggling so much, I remember feeling like obviously awful about it. Um, and I did hurt some people along the journey of my drinking. And I remember being like, I, I don't want to hurt anybody from this. I just want to feel better. Like, I was so scared and so broken and so anxious that it was the only option that I had. It's mm-hmm. the only thing that helped me. Yeah. 
and I wasn't doing it because I wanted to be like that I was doing it because I felt there was no other option so I completely understand being left with nothing and and this being the only thing that will will you know take the pain away yeah um but you just have to remember that it's not actually taking the pain away it never will it will only mask it and then it comes back 10 times worse tenfold yeah and i just i if you have thought about getting sober or it's like you've been interested or there's something called sober curious like people don't want to make the commitment but they're curious about it because i think god will illuminate the fact that a life without that stuff is actually truly a life worth living i just want you to take it from me right now and take it from r that if this is something that you've been thinking about this truly could be your sign that it might be time that you can do it Yeah, and I want to also say, um, I know Angie didn't go to AA. She was lucky, you amazing that you had the the spirituality to get you through that. But I will tell you, because I have family members and friends that went to AA, it is life-changing, and it's an incredible thing. Mm -hmm. And it's also very faith-based. It is. And getting a sponsor is the best thing you can do too because they're your best friend they're your sister or your brother they stick by you you can call them at all hours of the day it's one of the best things you could ever do if you want to get sober is join a group Mm, so true please what was that question about therapy someone said something like my dad told me oh yeah my dad told me um not to go to therapy to just pray and i disagree fully i therapy changed my life I think it's crucial I mean look we spend money on our hair on clothes why not spend money on our mind go to therapy unpack all of your traumas to somebody not just a friend or a family member who already knows you go to someone who's a professional who doesn't know you who's not going to judge you that you can literally just unpack everything and talk it through it changed my life so true it's the best thing you can do for yourself and you incorporate that with praying Exactly. And, and God and reading the word. Um, God gave us all these tools. Yeah. Like he gave us medicine. He gave us therapy. He gave us education and psychology. And, and you know what I mean? Like that's I think that God would be really pleased to see you go into therapy to try and figure some things out. And and uh, and of course, it never means to ignore the word and ignore your spiritual life. But it goes hand in hand together i think it's great i i told the story last time i literally talked to a therapist one time one conversation it's all i needed she she set me free from because yeah they ask you questions that your friends don't know to ask exactly i think to get to the root of it yeah 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 i i but we get it people are struggling they want a way out and it's hard it's tough and i know i've I I battle with my friends through it and my family through it. You know, it's it's sad. It it's is. really sad what people are going through and what they're battling in their heart and in their heads. So we give you grace. Oh gosh, yeah. But. Truly. And I think we have such a hard stance on it because we've we've seen some stuff, we've been through some stuff. Um and I know it's not e- it's so much easier said than done. Like Again, if you told me that I would get to a place where I am now that I don't even, I mean, I could be around, and I am, I've I've worked in nightlife since getting sober, I'm around alcohol all the time, mm-hmm. all my friends drink, um, but I, I am, this is what I, I think that I have, there are parts of my life where, just like the rest of us, are not fully surrendered to God, mm-hmm. naturally, I mean, mm-hmm. we try our best, and I really do try my best, but there's parts that are not um this sobriety like i am fully surrendered fully in agreement with god that alcohol is my enemy drugs well, are my enemy. enemy yeah it is. and i cannot have it in my life i can't flirt with it i can't dance with it mm-hmm. i can't have i can't even think about it mm-hmm. and i believe him when he tells me that it's it's bad for me yeah um and i think it's when we are in a place of not believing God that something isn't good for us, that we continue to go back to it, you know? Yeah. And 
I hope that this whole conversation makes you reflect and think about it and think about your relationship with this stuff and and I'm not telling you to like not have a good time in life like have a good time have fun live your life but just be honest with yourself like Ari said earlier reflect and be like is this am I the type of person that can handle this stuff because there are people who can there are people me and Ari go out she has a glass of wine I don't I can't she can and that's what it is and it's fine um but you know Jesus loves you so much he does not want to see you suffering and and being bound even to something like vaping let me be honest I have struggled with nicotine like alcohol is my enemy nicotine is like a bad ex-boyfriend you know what I mean I had a bad breakup with alcohol nicotine I didn't really like it's the you know there's still there's still things that like I'm not I I've I don't smoke but I vaping is like that's another thing where like you have to understand if you are addicted to a little USB stick that blows out air you that's a problem that's really Um, bad I'm I'm gonna just say this because I don't really feel bad about the vaping because it's not something that people should go to when they're weak when I see people sucking on like a strawberry kiwi vape I'm like What in the world is 2023? I know. What happened? We're going to have flying cars, but we have mango vapes. <laughs> Wait, why? I know. Um, Should we answer some questions? I think so, yeah. While we're on the topic of sobriety, sobriety, how to say no to drink in social settings? Just say no. Just it's not no. who cares what people think of you what i love about like I, I don't know does that sound no no but what i love about us is we're just like i we don't care what people think no truly like i don't care like i want to be a leader not a follower like i don't want to go out and do what everyone's doing and watch everyone look like degenerates all drunk and drooling like no we go out and we look good and we're fun and we don't need to do that who cares what other people are doing don't be a follower like just say no and if they have anything to say be like my sisters sisters said, (laughs) don't do it (laughs) i don't know if you know my sisters ari and Ange, but i love what you just said so much be a leader not a follower the bible says we are the head and not the tail you are a leader not a follower when you go out and people are giving you crap about how you to not have a drink or not to do cocaine or whatever they're doing in these streets (laughs) please don't do cocaine (laughs) no truly i you're so right you the way that you do it is you be it's going to take practice and it's not going to be easy and let me tell you one thing let when me tell you, you let one me tell thing. you one thing. When people, <laughs> when you tell somebody that you're not drinking and they start nagging you, they judge you, they you have to understand that that is a projection of what they're yeah. feeling. It calls them out that you're not drinking. By you not drinking, it makes them think, oh, well, why am I? And they're not. Yeah. Well, why am I doing drugs if they're not? And that it's a complete projection. They feel uncomfortable because you're not. You're holding up a mirror being like, I'm actually doing the right thing. And you know why? Because they can't go out without drinks because they feel like that's what makes them fun. But you can. You can. You absolutely can. One more thing about people always say stuff like how, you know, like girls put in my life and friends and they ask like how I can, how you can be so confident not drinking when you go out. This is the thing. It wasn't always like that especially when I first stopped drinking it was really really tough and I worked through a lot of social anxiety it took a minute Mm -hmm. but you know what I got to a point where it's been however many years that I haven't been drinking and it's practice over and over again of being myself I have nothing to mask when I'm out it's just me so I had to get comfortable in that it wasn't right away. It took a little while. But now, because it's been so long, I am comfortable in who I am when I'm out. You absolutely are, <laughs> <laughs> All right, relax. Show us a dance move. A dance move? <laughs> Why did I almost do it? What do you do to me? I don't know. All right, anyways. But you know what I mean? Like, 
you think that alcohol makes you more confident and more fun, but all it does is mask your true self. And age you. And age you, yes. <laughs> but when you when you are using alcohol for confidence, you have to understand that in those moments of social anxiety and uncomfortability is where we grow. You are stunting your growth when you are masking your anxiety. By sitting there and living in it and dealing with it and working through it, you step by step you get closer to not feeling that way again but the more you mask it you'll never get over it and I hate to talk about well no I don't hate to but I know I talk about it a lot but I'm someone who definitely had a lot of social anxiety I had no idea what you were gonna say (laughs) no I did like with my words and speaking even starting this podcast I had a hard time yeah me and so so that's something that I really preyed upon like, help me be bold. Help me have more confidence. I yeah. pray on that all the time. And that prayer really does work. Boldness is something God wants you to have. So you ask him for it. He, he will, will give, give it you. to you. Say it with me. He, he will, will give, give it, it to you. you. Um, I wanted to answer a question since we're on the subject of drinking and mental health and all of that. This is something really dear and near to my heart just because I see so much struggle in people and how they're going to suicide um so somebody somebody asked the question um how to battle i'm battling suicide thoughts how to overcome that and what i'm gonna say to you is most people don't want to die they just want to end their pain Mm -hmm. and let me tell you you don't have to die to end your pain and i know that that depression is so overwhelming and those thoughts are so intrusive and just what you're going through is so crippling but I promise you it doesn't last this is someone who was there I was there and it comes in waves and no feeling lasts I promise you you will get through it God is not going to take you through something he doesn't know he can't get you through Mm -hmm. and there is something on the other side of what you're going through I can assure you of that because I'm there right now Mm -hmm. and I don't know what you're going through I don't know if it's a heartbreak which is the worst thing ever or I don't know if you just lost a parent or if you lost two parents or If you're dealing with a family member or a friend that's suffering through cancer, I know how difficult it is. I know how painful it is. I know you don't want to deal with it anymore. I know it's scary. And I just know how I just know how awful it is. But I promise you on the other side of it, there's something beautiful. So hang on, Mm. please hang on and there are so many outlets you can go to resources we'll put everything yes we are going to put everything in the description and we are your sisters and we love you so much and we know that you can get through this truly jesus loves you so much he wants to see you through this on that i just want to i want to read the scripture actually it's um first or second corinthians 10 13 no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. He will provide a way to escape. I'm telling you, when I was down bad, you guys, I was 23 years old. I was so young. I, I had so much life to live in front of me and I truly thought that my life was over I thought I was done at 23 years old I thought there was no way out and I was going to be like that forever God the whole time was planning my escape the entire time he was waiting he was setting it up even when I didn't know he's you have to understand God is always behind the scenes he's always behind the scenes working orchestrating and he will as long as you 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 try to follow in his will like let him even if you don't he's gonna come through and come get you because that's who he is even when we don't deserve it he doesn't love us because we deserve it he loves us because that's who he is and you should have so much peace in that when you when you really can understand this in your heart you can rest you can rest assured and just surrender and know that he's working behind the scenes so just relax even if you're in the middle of addiction in the middle of sin in the middle of a mess you know what i recommend i recommend you being like 
God, I don't have the strength or the maturity to pull myself out of this. I give you permission to do whatever you need to do to pull me out of this thing. Do what you, I say to him all the time. I'm like, I don't have the, I don't have the willpower to, to take care of this thing. I ask you to do whatever necessary, even if I don't like it in the moment, I ask you to do it for me. Yeah. And you know, most of the time he will, sometimes he'll be like, no, I'm going to let you do it. Cause that's, he likes when we grow like that. Yeah. And like, like I said, we went through th- things where we would pray and it wouldn't happen overnight, but that no. we have to, he's, when he doesn't work, when you, right, when you ask him to, it's because he's building your character and building your faith. Yeah. Because faith is the most important thing that you need to have. It's everything. Mm-hmm. Well, I wish we could keep going because I have I so much more to day. say, but we will do, I think we should really do a part two, just because I think mental health is such a big thing. I mean, I we have so many questions. Should we do a whole episode just on questions? I think so. Maybe we'll even ask more, have people ask more questions and yeah. we'll do a whole hour on it. Yeah. We love, I swear we feel like you guys are our best friends. I know. I'm, I love I know it sounds weird, but I love you guys so much. I do like too. with my whole heart. Me I want to see every single person do well. I'm telling you, whatever I'm going through right now, both of us, it's like none of it even matters right now because we know th- that helping you guys has given us all the purpose in the world. It Truly. Like, makes me want to cry. Um, so it really does. I mean, it's like, and I, I, I said it last time, but I'll say it again. In like we come on here to help people when this is helping us more than anything (laughs) like this is so healing for us to do this has this has like doing this podcast has put us in a position of being like oh we gotta live right now we gotta do the right thing we cannot come on here and tell people to live a way that we're not living yeah and so anyone who loves this podcast we love you so so much. much yeah god bless you guys god bless you May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he turn his face towards you and give you peace. God bless you. Read the Bible every day. Don't forget. God, we love you so much. We love you. We love you guys. And we thank you again. Should we do our handshake? No. Whatever. (laughs) Bye.